Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will ya? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Micah here with Tyler once again on the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, bringing you episode three. Week three is upon us, Tyler. Week two in the books. And we've closed that chapter. Uh, good thing we've closed that chapter, too, because that was another just heartbreaker for Raider Nation. Heart-wrenching. Yeah, oh, gosh, yes, it was. But before we get too deep into this thing here, we want to give a few shout-outs. First off, yes, we do. to Murph. Murph over at the uh, Murph's Fan Cave. You can check him out on Twitter. Go find him. Uh, uh, it used to be Sony and Murph uh, at the Raiders Fan Radio. Sony, though, is taking a hiatus for a little bit, apparently, from what I understand, just added to his little family. So congratulations, congratulations. Sony. Yeah, that is fantastic. We need to keep adding, you know, uh, isn't that going to be weird, though? You know, Sony's, I, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl or not, but his, uh, his, girl. his new little girl, you know, she's not going to know really anything about Oakland Raiders. She's going to know all Vegas Raiders. That's crazy. That's crazy. It'll always be Vegas Raiders to her. And yep. Sony will have to take her upon his knee and tell her of the good old days. Of the when olden Oakland days. Was, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we just, the new generation's coming in, but, you know, congratulations to Sony. But, guys, check him out. Check Murph out over at, uh, he and Uncle Mosh are doing great things over at Raiders Fan Radio. I'm sure you already are. But uh, big shout out to those guys. We're hoping to get together with them here one week. We'll collab and uh, and uh, pleasure your guys' ears with some uh, with some more Raider podcast. Also, one more big shout out to Chris Reed. If you're on Twitter and do any kind of Oakland Raider Twitter, you know Chris Reed. Um, you can find him at Chris Reed underscore NFL, and that's C H R I S capital R E E D. Chris Reed underscore NFL. That guy. Uh, you know what? Back in my Twitter days, he was one of the first follows. He and I go back and forth. Um, I used to do actually a lot of the uh, film breakdown that he does now. Uh, I kind of had gotten into that, and he had as well. But he's really taken it to the next level, and uh, he's really gone far with that. With fabulous that, uh, game breakdown. Yeah, he is. And you know, if if for for every student of the game, which we all are, you know, we're all students of the game. You got to go follow Chris Reed because he'll drop some knowledge on you, and he'll, you know, for 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 the anywhere from the beginner to to you know somebody who's been around the NFL a long time, just being able to watch his videos and and you know watch him break down plays and and really get good insight, you know, into the games. Chris Reed will always come through for you in that. So make sure you go follow him on Twitter if you already are not doing so. And he's so, just a nice guy. Yeah, he is. You know, he and I got into it a few times on some different subjects, but you know, we were always able to like, you know, get done and and, and it was we'd always be back to Raider football. And it, and that was always kind of fun. So, you know, it was a guy he's one of those guys you can disagree with, but he's not going to, you know, throw the block on you just because he disagreed with that. He's got a lot of common sense. He's got a good head on his shoulders, you know, and that's that's hard to find, especially in social media. Holy mackerel. 
but uh, uh, like I said, just a solid dude. He's a good Raider Nation's lucky to have him. And, yes, we and, are. And uh, uh, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be accused of brown nosing now. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> you brown nose away, man. This is our well, show. We do whatever we want. Dang straight. Thank you, Tyler. Um, all right, dude. We're gonna move on. Eat crow or no is the is the basis for this first segment here. You know, last week we had uh, uh, we had our overhypes. Were there overreactions? We each picked two teams, and uh, now this week we've got to decide: Are we gonna eat crow? Or are, do we get to escape that fate? So, dude, hit me up with your two from last week. Who are you eating crow on? Who do you get to slide by for another week on? All right. So last week, my eating crow, uh, Ryan Fitzmagic was my was my Ooh. eating crow. Uh, you know, I said give it one to two weeks. So yep. I'm yep. halfway eating crow. I'm halfway not eating crow. You're not going to eat the whole bird. I'm then. not going to eat the whole bird. I'm going for half okay. a breast right now. Uh, so uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had another another really good game, man. Uh, yes, he did. A 144.4 against Philadelphia in a win there. Uh, he had one pick, four touchdown passes, 402 yards. Uh, they play the Steelers next. Um, that's concerning to me that I will have to eat the other breast of the crow next week because Patrick Mahomes just slaughtered the Steelers last week. Six touchdowns is what the young man threw. Um, so I'm not keep, I'm not eating the whole crow this week. That's Uh, fair. That's fair. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait for next week. I'm, I'm gonna say that he comes back down to earth. I don't know why, but something just tells me that that he's coming back down to earth. My second uh, is that the Raiders won't have the number one pick, and I think it's fair to say we are not going to have the number one pick this year. Um, Good game, uh, and I think, you know, we played competitive against the Broncos. We'll get into that later. But I'm not eating crow on that either. I think we probably end up going 9-7, and 8-8, somewhere in there. But we look decent Sunday I was happy. I didn't get to watch the whole game because I had some family stuff going on, but I was happy. I was, you know, at the end I was sad because we didn't lead in that game for eight seconds of the whole game. So, um, you know, I think I think that is... Those are your two then. Those are huh? my two. So, but so I, you're have, okay. I have a bonus, again, oh, for wow. Raider Nation. Uh, a bonus this week is another overreaction since I kind of... I. I I'm going to throw the Raiders being the worst team in the NFL out at this point. Um, My newest overreaction is that the Pats and the Raiders are apparently interested in Colin Kaepernick. Oh, uh, boy. Kaepernick's uh, lawyer dropped that bomb on us yesterday. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that they really have interest in him. But I'm not john gruden either so interesting interesting you know i and i had heard you know seen those reports and uh yeah that, that that really stumps me because you know what all the anthem stuff aside you know there's a lot of baggage that's going to be brought in kind of like a tim tebow thing you know with with just all of his you know on the field off the field you know just the kind of the controversy surrounding him is it worth bringing a guy like that in is it gonna you know create a circus you know in oakland you know going to vegas is that the kind of attention you want 
you know, I think that's got to be the bigger issue than any kind of political or anything. And like we always say, we don't get political on this podcast. Nope. That's something you'll always find on Behind the Eye Patch. You know, we don't we don't delve into that kind of stuff. But but truly, from an outside, just looking in, you know, like we said, put all the politics aside. Is that something that uh, you know? Is that going to be a distraction? You know, that you want to bring into Oakland because. Let's face it, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some sort of media, you know, there's going to be a lot of media, I don't know if you can call it circus, call it whatever you want, but surrounding a move like that, is that smart for the Raiders right now? What do you think, Tyler? Um, no, I'm going no. I, I, you know, I, everybody has their own opinion as to whether he's good in the league or not. If you talk yeah. to, um... I don't know. If, if you follow social media, everybody says he should be in the league. A lot yeah, of quarterbacks yeah. say he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league, should be in the league. So this morning, I went on about an hour's worth of digging. Now, there's got to be more digging to do, but I just looked back from 2012 uh, to his last year that he played 2016, and I've got a bunch of notes if you want to know his qbr that year if you want to know what his qb rating was those years you let me know because i i did some digging because i'm tired of everybody telling me what to think so i went at it and i dug some numbers up so you know and that's another you know we think for ourselves here man you know it's man you get jerked all around with opinions all day long but you know like you said that's that's fantastic actually go back Look at the numbers. Look at the stats. It's been so long since I've watched him play. You know, I mean, he had that solid year, that Super Bowl run. But then, you know, gosh, I, you know, I haven't done the digging myself personally. You well, know, but I, in in 2013, that's when they that's his first full season as a starter in the NFL. They went 12 okay. and four, lost to the Seahawks in the NFC Championship. Uh, okay. 2012. Uh, was when he kind of took over for Alex Smith and they went to the Super Bowl. Um, okay. And so 2014 is when he signed that new contract that was so lucrative at the time, $13 million guaranteed. Uh, they finished 8-8, eight and eight, missed the playoffs, and John Harbaugh went to Michigan. And That's then right. in 2015, uh, and I looked at the rosters between that 2013 and 2014 team to see okay. well, what what dropped what you know why the loss of four wins to the next year there was not much turnover i don't know if it was just the nfl figuring out you know at that time it was the the option i don't know if it's rpo i'm not well versed in that but there i think they figured him out i think the nfl figured him out at that point but then in the next year the two years that everybody has most fresh on their minds Kaepernick was two and six in 2015 under Jim Tom Sula and then the next year under Jim uh Chip Kelly one in ten record so you know just not not real great numbers but if you also look at the roster on those years with Jim Tom Sula and in the next year they were horrible he had nothing to help him so, you know, it's kind of a mystery to me. Gruden is known as a, a quarterback whisperer of sorts, but I don't yeah. think it's worth bringing in somebody that hasn't played for, you know, a year and a half, almost two years at this point, and, yeah. and expecting them to be a backup. I think we have a backup. We need to stick with that backup and go from there. But that's just my opinion.
Yeah, yeah. You know what? For all the people that, you know, say, well, you know, he's better than, you know, half the starters or a third of the starters. You know what? I will give you this. You know, when the Bills go and start uh, Perryman, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that a Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I, I'm Peterman? Pretty, or Peterman, yes. That's Peterman. You, you, I, it's, I'm, uh, I'd put heavy money up that Kaepernick could probably walk, you know, from off the street, throw a helmet on and some shoulder pads and play better than Peterman did. Uh, in Buffalo, and I, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty safe in saying that. So yeah, you know what? There's at least one team that I think you could step right in for. But you know they got their young guy Allen there. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. That's a that's an interesting uh, saga that's just continued here in the NFL. But getting back to our na- main topic, the eating crow or no? I had the Jets last week for my first one, and you know we're, we're recording this on Friday, Tyler, and we just had the Browns win their Super Bowl. Uh, against the Jets, you know, and so that's one that's really, and of course the Jets then, you know, went and lost again last week, so the Jets are now one and two. Can we talk um, about the Browns for a second? You know, go for it, yeah, what, what do you got for me? I, I've got just a theory, and this is just a theory, but I think Hugh Jackson smuggles drugs illegally. Well, who, else keep, who else keeps their coaching job with a record like his? He's got to have some utility. It's not as a coach. So I think he smuggles drugs. Uh, Wow. I'm just kidding, but (laughs) seriously. (laughs) You have a point, though, because it is is a head-scratcher. It's like a... Uh, oh, what's his face over there in Bengal country there? You yeah. know, you, the, the, the mediocre season after mediocre season, and everybody's like, this is the year, right? You know, another missed playoff season, right? This is the year he gets canned. And then next thing you know, they're signing into an extension in the offseason. You're just <laughs> going, what in the world? You know, so, you know, you might, you might, there might need to be some digging going on there in, uh, in Cleveland. But at this point, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he's asking he's asking one pothead in Antonio Callaway to take the place of another pothead uh, in Josh Gordon or yeah Josh Gordon that they traded to the Patriots. He's just ask it's such a Browns thing to do. Like here, pothead, go take the other pothead's place. They're just asking for trouble. It ha- and it's just the Browns, man. It's the Browns. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is such a Browns thing. But you know what? I, I do have to say, I was pretty jacked to watch them get a win last last night. It, uh, I, you know, it's been so many dark days. And as a Raider fan, man, I can I can relate to that a little bit. You know, when Carr, you know, beat the Chiefs, you know, I think we were 0-10 that year. And then we finally got a win. Um, beating the Chiefs, I think it was a Thursday night game. I mean, it was just, I mean, that was our Super Bowl. I can relate to that. So, you know what? Cleveland, this is for you, as LeBron would say. That was fantastic. He left them. He left them in the dust. <laughs> well, and you know, but that's that was one of mine. I don't get to eat crow on that because the Jets have come back down to earth. And, yes, you know, they one did. and two start. You know, and and Darnold's starting to look more like a rookie now. And uh, uh, you know, that team's starting to get exposed a little bit. They're going to have growing pains. I do like Darnold though. I think in the long run, he's going to be a solid option back there for the Jets. But just it, it's going to be growing pains, man. And they've come back down to earth. My other one, though, last week was uh, the Chiefs, man, and I, yeah, I'm going to have to eat crow. And I, uh, gosh, it's hard thing. for me. I think so. Here's my problem with this, though, is the Chiefs' defense is ranked last in the NFL, dead last in the NFL in total defense. And that you, you don't make it into January very far with, with a, a defense that ranks last. Now, albeit we're two weeks into the season, but that something's going to have to change there. And and we talked a little bit about this off air. If anybody fix figures out Patrick Mahomes, you know, 2 weeks worth of worth of tape on him. If 
if defenses are able to figure that out and figure him out, boy, things could come down fast. You know, the wheels could come off the Chiefs wagon fast, to be honest. And and I will eat crow for now. I mean, that offense is humming, and they've got weapons at every position. And, and you know what? Props to the young man, Mahomes, because I didn't have much confidence in him. We'll talk about whether whether or not uh, we like that stock option there in another segment there in uh, Kansas City. But, uh, you know, I will go ahead. You know what, Tyler? If I, if I could take after you, I'm going to go ahead and just eat half a bird for now because I'm not totally sold. I'm not totally sold that this Chiefs team, you know, is is going to be some you know 12 and four type or 13 and three type team that a lot of people are are saying right now. I'm I'm still not sold yet because just because that defense is so horrendous and uh, you know we watched them blow a 21 point lead and I mean the Steelers had every chance to to win that game uh, and just couldn't couldn't come through. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and eat half a bird, man. Half a bird, cold feathers half and a everything. Bird. Half a bird on the Chiefs and uh, so yeah, I will I will eat a little crow on the Chiefs there so now okay here we go this is kind of a new new segment for the week here and and we've just this whole offseason with with all the Khalil Mack talk the Gruden talk you know we're, we're 0-2 to start the season and of course everybody is freaking out uh, especially within Raider Nation not everybody there there's still some level-headed fans in there but you know of course everybody's slamming a panic button they're burning you know Mac jerseys and all this just ridiculousness and, you know, we've seen this time and time again, not just from fans, but now, dude, it's really starting to creep into the media. So we're going to start a new segment this week called Dumb Question of the Week. And, Tyler, I think we've got one, man. What, what do you got for us for the Dumb Question of the Week? All right. Let me find it. Give me just a second. Give you just a second. I, I, I tell you what, it's just been it's been crazy to see this going on because you know you expect it from fans man you know we overreact heck i overreact you catch me right after a game man and the sky's falling but give me time to rewatch the game to go back through it in my mind you know to actually break a little film down and and see you know see what happened i mean i was uh, just like everybody just a gut punch last week you know in denver that was a game the the raiders you know we'll get into this later but the raiders that, that that's a that's a win that that's that could come back to bite them especially if they start doing better you know as the season goes on if if gruden gets this ship turned around um that could be a game that really comes back to haunt them losing a division game like that to the uh, denver broncos but uh um we're just you know everybody's panicking freaking out and now i feel like i feel like some people in the media are starting to catch this bug and it's kind of you know usually you think of you know reporters and analysts and all those guys you know they're gonna be pretty level-headed keep it uh uh you know, keep it 100%, you know, professional, I guess is what I think. But boy, howdy, recently with this whole Gruden saga, man, it's it's getting bad. And and do, do you have it there, Tyler? Do I've, you, do I've you, got do it, yeah. Your... Okay, what, what do you got for our dumb question of the week? And this is more of a dumb tweet of the week uh, rather than a question because it's a statement, not a question. But do I, do I want to give out who it was said by? Oh, yeah, man. We, uh, pfft, I don't know. Do we just an- anonymity? Do we nah, care about we'll that here? This, yeah, yeah. This, we need to hold people accountable. You know, when we, we hold the we hold the coaches accountable. We hold the players I hold accountable here. Accountable. Exactly. I hold myself accountable as well. I hold you accountable. Heck, you know what? We need to hold everybody accountable. Why? Why does it stop at the media? In fact, if anybody should be held accountable, it should be the media. So we go ahead. Amen. Who is this from? This is from Mike Freeman. You can find him at Mike Freeman NFL on Twitter. Uh, this is from TMZ Sports. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's attorney hints Raiders and Patriots interested in QB. 
Mike Freeman goes on there. His tweet says he would beat out Derek Carr in 45 seconds. Thank you, Mike Freeman, for this week's edition of Stupid Tweet of the Week. Oh my gosh! I, I tell you, what, and you know what? Twitter in the hands of wrong of the wrong person, man. It's just it's as bad as a this is bad as a weapon, dude. These people are ridiculous. I mean, that, it, it, come on. Yeah, I mean, eating out Derek Carr in forty five seconds. Are you for real? Like, does he? I mean, wa- did he watch the game Sunday? Did he? Does he follow the NFL? Does he cover anything? Derek Carr just put up the second best percentage uh, of completions <laughs> in a game second ever. most ever ever and he ha- he's in, has the audacity to go out and say that colin kaepernick off the street would beat Derek carr as a starting quarterback in 45 seconds he's a raving lunatic he may not Dude, be a lunatic just... but his take is a lunatic is lo- is is loony is lunacy man that's lunacy. just that's just yeah that's just foolishness i mean that'd be like you know is is kaiser gonna beat out aaron Rodgers? you know does he have a shot you know that'd be like saying something like that basically i mean yeah. uh, come on get real i kaepernick you know as much as as much as you love or hate kaepernick for whatever reason come on saying that he'd come into oakland and beat out Derek carr in a heartbeat i mean we were some of the people last week you know that was an overreaction we were worried is car you know is car gonna write this ship is everything gonna be all right I you think know we that was just one of those holding him that, accountable like we yeah he had a bad game yeah but but i i mean i you weren't and certainly i was not ready to can him i no. wasn't saying you know what Maybe if he doesn't perform again, and I saw that on, on Facebook, on some of my social media stuff, people are like, "Gosh, if this team starts out zero and four, do you do you sit Derek Carr for for the backup?" And I'm just going, "No, you don't." Uh, number one, you have uh, you know hundred plus million dollars invested in this guy, so that's not going to happen at that point. And yeah, sure, you've had all these cuts, these trades, the unbelievable trade with Khalil Mack, but Carr is the reason Gruden's in Oakland. Make no mistake about that. You know what? Mack was a part of that reason as well, but he wasn't as big of a reason as as Derek Carr was. I firmly believe that. And there's no way. I mean, I mean, look at the body of work, man. Look at. I mean, this Carr Carr two years ago before an injury was an MVP candidate. You know, last year he was hampered with injuries as well. And you know, you can call that you can call that ban. Or, you know, making excuses, an apologist, whatever. But those are just facts, man. That's just a fact. And you had a coaching staff that didn't know what the heck they were doing. I mean, and and. It was we a all perfect know they game. were in way in over their heads. Exactly. And it was just the perfect game last week against Denver. You know, Carr played just about flawlessly. Didn't turn the ball over. He was finding Cooper, Nelson, Cook. I mean, just beautiful passes, beautifully thrown balls. It was it was right there. Even the fourth down play to our fullback, the ball was right there. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing. Oh, we'll talk Carr's... about that later. Oh, yeah, we will. No doubt. But, but that, okay, that dumb question of the week. Congratulations. Mike Freeman, you get you get a golf clap from me because that that's just dumb. That's just dumb, and you know better than that. You know better than that. Come on, come on. I mean, I, I understand you want likes and retweets, but I don't. I'm not sure that that's the the way to go about getting that kind of a thing. So we likes we like anywho. we like likes and retweets as well. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. You know, speaking of which, you can always find behind the eye patch on Facebook. Just look for us behind the eye patch. Uh, Facebook page. Also follow us on Twitter at Behind Eyepatch. No the in there. It's just behind at Behind Eyepatch on Twitter. Also search for us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts to listen to this podcast and previous podcasts beforehand. So 
go check and, us out. And Pleasure. do we want to break the the news now about the excitingness oh. coming on too, or are you we know going to yeah, save that t- for the end? No, no. You know what? This is the perfect timing, man. We talked about this a little bit last week. If you listened to last week's podcast, we hinted at this. But we now have um, a a phone number that you can call into the show and leave us your opinions. You can leave us thoughts during the game, after the game. Oftentimes, it's best to let yourself cool down a little bit after the game, I find. Or call in right after and then eat crow just like we do. Exactly. You know what? If you want to rant right after the game or if you want to sing praises from the rooftops after the Oklahoma-Miami game or, you know, if you just got thoughts on the game coming up, you know, give us a call. Number is 208-557-9771 is the call, is the uh, phone number to reach us at. And uh, just leave a voicemail and we would love to play it on the air. Try to keep the call short if you can, something like 45 seconds or less. That way, you know, we don't have, you know, we're not trying to play through, you know, four minutes of phone call. Just drop us, you know, drop us the line, hit us with the voicemail, and uh, we'd love to play it back on the show. And we'll take, you know, we'll get your hot take in here as well and we'll talk about it. And make sure you let us know who you are and where you're calling from. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about this, Tyler. It's it's going to be great because. Yeah, this is, this is going to be ridiculously fun. So, again, that number is 208-557-9771 to call and get on the podcast. So, I, I, honestly, man, it, this has really taken off even more than I had anticipated. We've gotten tons of listens already just through two podcasts, through two guys that really have, have – I mean, I'll be honest, man. I've got very little social media presence at all, and it's, it's on purpose. But, uh, uh, man, we've it, it's been really fun, and we've had a great time these last two weeks, and it's going to be fun to get get the Raider fans in on it with us because, man, I just – I love it, and I love hearing from people, and I love different takes and different uh, you know, and thoughts and opinions. And you'll never be ridiculed. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not going to – yeah, yeah, give us a call. Let us know because I love, like I said, you know, there are sometimes I don't think of things. Or, you know, Tyler, you know, somebody mentions something or, or, you know, has a take on something that, you know, just comes at it at a little bit different angle. And, man, it really, you know, gets the conversation going and it gives you something to think about. So, yeah, definitely give us a call in this week. And uh, uh, I'd call in, but, you know, heck, I'm on the I'm on the podcast anyway. So you, you, you get you to listen to, to me whether you enough. like it or not. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> you all right, Tyler, new segment this week. It's going to be uh, NFL team stock. Are you going to be buying, selling, or holding stock options in, on? I should say, on certain teams around the NFL after week two? We've had, kind of had the overreactions, underreactions. We did that last week, but this week it's going to be you're buying, selling, or holding stock. Uh, and I've got seven teams for you this week, so are you ready to go? Sure. Let's buy. All right, All right let's do this. All right, I got your first team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you buy in stock, you sell in your stock, or are you going to hold for now? I'm, I, uh, it's, it's interesting. I actually had some, some research done on the Buccaneers because I was probably taken as a hater last week in my take of Ryan Fitzmagic. Yes, and I you still, were. And I still think he's coming back down to earth. It's just a matter of when. Okay. Um, but I did a bunch of research and... I don't know why, but I am I am selling, selling stock. This wow! Week. You know, it's kind of like uh, I don't know, just a company that you find and you're like, yeah, these guys are gonna make some money. You put a little bit of money in and you want to just sell it while it's hot. So I'm selling this stock while it's hot, and they're gonna say, Tyler, wow. you are a hater. You hate the Buccaneers. Yeah, no, I don't actually. 
Micah, here is some Idaho sports trivia for you. Are you ready? Yo, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm ready to rock and roll. Hit me. Okay. Who is the coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, is it Dirk? It is. Dirk Cutter. Okay. Now, what do you know about Dirk okay. Cutter? Uh, let's see. He Was was he an offensive uh, no, defensive coordinator at Boise State, right? No, he was the head coach at Boise State. Oh my gosh! No he kidding. He was the head coach at Boise State from 1998 to 2000, and he had a 26-10 okay. record. He is from Pocatello, Idaho, the little pokey. Uh, wow! Co- he played quarterback at Highland. And for those of you who don't know, I'm originally from Idaho Falls, Idaho. Pocatello is where I was born. Uh, and so, you know, I've got a little, I've got a little stock in this. So, no, I don't oh. hate the Bucks. I'm actually, you know, I'm rooting for Dirk Cutter. He went to Idaho State University and played quarterback there. Anybody that does that should wow. be like automatically go to heaven. I think so. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, Dirk Cutter is he's an Idaho boy like ourselves. Wow, and so Idaho I'm, native. I'm rooting for the man. And he's, you know, he's one of the very few guys from Idaho to actually make it big. Uh, you've got Taysom Hill, um, you know, and I could go on and on and on. Jake Plummer. Wait, wait. Didn't, what, didn't Jared Allen play for the Bengals as well? He played for well? Idaho, Idaho State? State as well, yes, Idaho he did. State Bengals, yeah. But uh, I just, uh, Paul Kruger, I don't know if that name rings a bell or not. He yeah, it DN. does, it does. Uh, he's from Rexburg, Idaho. And wow. uh, Jake Plummer, he went to Capitol over there in Boise. That's right. That's right. And, wow, uh, you know what? It, it, and for so much, you know, this little potato state's really churning out some, some real golden spuds here, man, for yes, the NFL. They did. This is impressive. Merrill Hodge. Uh, oh, who else was there? Uh, Harmon Killebrew is probably the biggest one. He's... He's from out there just north of Boise, too. I may have already said that one. But anyway, no, I I, wow. I want him to do well. we got to represent the state. But but you're selling his stock. I'm selling his stock, thing. though, because it's high and I want to okay. make some money. Okay, okay. You know, I'm going to buy more. I like the Bucks. I like what Fitzmagic's doing over there. I think those receivers fit perfectly into what he likes to do, which is slang the ball. Fitzpatrick loves slanging the ball. He's got the big receivers now that can go up and make the plays for him. I think that trains I, 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 that ship, that Buccaneer ship, man. They're gonna keep they're gonna keep plundering over there uh, in Tampa, and I, I like them. All right, man. Team number two, Steelers. Are you buying stock, selling stock, or are you gonna hold your stock in the Steelers? Hmm. Well, in the sense of a stock trader, their stock probably won't get much lower, so it's. It would be a good buy. I don't think they're going to keep... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. They're, they've got kind of a conundrum right now, don't they? Uh, Antonio, it's a mess. I feel like, Antonio I feel like Brown it's just a mess over there. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown isn't showing up for practice on Monday. Mike Tomlin, like yep. my, bud, my buddy uh, Dan, who's a big Steelers fan, sends me this article about uh, how... Mike Tomlin's lost the team and it's from a pretty reputable source. He's just, you know, that culture there is almost toxic to where the point where, you know, Antonio Brown is not showing up for work for quote unquote personal reasons. Le'Veon Bell hasn't showed up this year at all. And I guess it's for those that 
that follow and cover the Steelers, it's just kind of starting to be a joke. So, you know, I I guess maybe I'll jump ship and sell their stock too. Yeah, I, you know, I'm on the same with you there. With this whole, it's it's becoming, it's a little bit of a train wreck over there, I feel like. And I'm just, with the, with the first, with the Le'Veon Bell deal, and, you know, it doesn't help when you're losing. You know, winning, winning just basically covers most, you know, 98% of mistakes or, or drama. But boy, you know, if they had gone in and had a comeback game and beat the Chiefs, you know, I, I don't think we'd be talking about it this week. But the fact that they went and lost, now they've got who we just talked about, the Bucks on a Monday night game. I mean, this team could very easily start out 0-2-1. And they start out like that, man. This could It could come off the rails fast. This is another team... Uh, that they don't have much of a defense right now. The offense is struggling to get going. Um, and like you said, with Antonio Brown, the issues surrounding that, Le'Veon Bell you know, won't be there till what, week 9 or 10. I think that's a given at this point, if at all. Um, uh, I, I don't like it. And if I've got stock in the Steelers, I'm going to sell as well. I don't like this. This could easily turn into like a 4-12 and type season for the Steelers. It'd just be one of those years where where they, they've got to really go back to the drawing board. You think Bill and, Cowher's uh, going to come back? Ooh, that's interesting. You na- you throw that name out there. You mean you mean uh, replace Tomlin over there? Is that yeah. what is that your thought there? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Because Tomlin, that's been kind of one of the things a lot of people have talked about. You know, Tomlin just doesn't. Uh, he, he's uh, he kind of lets the the players do their own thing, or he doesn't have a you know a lot of control over the players. I've heard that a lot. And and so you know, is this the year that that finally catches up to him? Is this the year that they finally say, you know, we we need somebody you know who's. Uh, you know, got a stronger presence, you know, and can it rein these guys in, these, you know, these high character guys, these guys, you know, these passion, you know, you know a lot of passion, these guys that kind of, you know, they're not really policing themselves. It's, it's just kind of a mess. And that's what it's turning into over there. But interesting you name that. What, what do you think? I mean, is that you, you always brought it up for a reason? Are you thinking that that's uh No, I just think you know, it'd be freaking want- sweet if Bill Cowher came back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That'd be awesome. Okay. We're going to move on to number three, Patriots. Loose to Jacksonville. A kind of a little bit of a surprise, but kind of not a surprise if you're a Jacksonville fan or if you've watched that defense at all. You're going to buy more stock um, in the Patriots? You're going to sell stock or are you going to hold your stock? I'm holding on to my stock at this point. I'm not buying or selling. If I've got some, I'm just holding on to it because this happens every year. You know, we see they lose a couple early games and everybody's like, oh, the demise of the Patriots. I could only wish for that. But it never happens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same here. You know, they just picked up Josh Gordon, which is just a really a low risk, high reward move for a um, fifth round that, draft pick, man. I mean, that's Rounder. ridiculous for for a player that could potentially be not a Randy Moss, but dead gummy. He could Dude, be. He close. had a dang good week, like the the first week that he played. Yeah, and his yeah. quarterback was Tyrod Taylor, or Tyrod. Yeah, sorry. Whatever, Tyrod to Rod, you know we won't get into that now. But you know what, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna hold as well, just because you know you've got Edelman coming back here in a week or so. Um, He's on my fantasy and, bench. Yeah, yeah, you know I think it, I, I stocked him away in a lot of my fantasy uh, uh, leagues as well, and he's just it's one of those things that yeah, give it a little time. You know, if you get Gordon up to speed, you get uh, Edelman back in there, that offense is going to be humming again, and and uh, you know this is a team that's going to win you know ten or eleven games this year. Uh, be I, I, they're an eleven and five type team, I think. Uh, that defense is a little bit shaky for sure, but you know when you get that offense going again, which I think it will. 
I think they're just they're going to be just fine, which I hate saying because you know it's the same thing every year. Like you said, they lose a game or two, and we're all like, "Oh, is this is it? Has it finally caught up to him? Is Brady too old?" And then they just come out. You know, I, who do they play this week? I feel bad for whoever they play this week because I feel like they always have that bounce back game. You know, where then it's just they just you know put all the doubters to bed and they just annihilate somebody, and you're like, "Oh, okay, never mind. Brady's back." So. Not uh, not not gonna buy, not gonna sell, but I'm definitely holding that stock. All right, team number four, who we just alluded to, the Jacksonville Jaguars yes. or Jaguars. Are you buying their oh, stock? Heck Are you yeah, selling I'm buying, it? I'm oh, buying okay. stock up like crazy, like it's going out of style, man. You know, the biggest thing for them is Blake Bortles is playing well this year. You know, they've kind of uh, he, he's he's slinging it around as we as we say here, and he's uh, he's really added another dimension to that team. And you know, you get Fournette back healthy. I don't know what his injury's looking like right now, but uh, you know, you get Fournette back in the lineup, and uh, uh, I mean that defense, dude. That, that defense. It's just an animal. And and as we've seen, dude, that, that gets you far. I mean, that's what gets you into January. That's what gets you into February. You know, Eagles, Vikings last year, you know, two teams that had top-ranked defenses. And the Jacksonville Jaguars have that. And, you know, if they can get that, if they can get a home game or two in the playoffs, they can, they can shore that up. Even with, you know, the the Blake Bortles and, the you know, the trust that people don't have in him, uh, that's going to go a long way. But I'm going to do the same, man. I'm going to buy up Jacksonville stock, which it feels so good to be buying stock in some other team than just, like, Patriots, Colts, and, you know, Chiefs or Broncos every year. Because I feel like every year in the AFC, or and Steelers, those are, like, your four teams every year that, you know, for the past decade that have just always been on top. So, you know, I feel kind of – I'm kind of happy for Jacksonville over there because they've, they've really been in the in the basement, you know, of that division for so long. And it's, it's kind of exciting to see some new blood, you know, circulating in the NFL, some new teams starting to come up and, and you know, come into their own. So I'm definitely buying more Jag stock as well. That defense is just – is just going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah, and they – you know, they, you alluded to it, they beat New England without four net. So, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Bortles had 376 in the air, four touchdowns and a pick. And then he had 64% completion rate. He was 29 of 45. And also, wow. uh, a former Raiders first round draft pick had a, an impact in that game. Do you know who that was? Oh, uh, dude, no. Hit me with it. Who, who, who is it? DJ Hayden. What? DJ Hayden no had a sack in that game. He still plays. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, DJ Hayden. You have made it. You know, it. that was Yeah, you know, that was a uh, I'm kind of glad to see. It. I mean, with with that scary injury that he suffered in college, you know. I mean, I know it never tur- worked out for him in Oakland, but you know what? Good for the young man to get, you know, go get himself some in the NFL still even, you know, with that with that scary heart tear that he had uh, in college. But dang it, man. Where was that in Oakland? Was that just scheme? Did we not scheme for him? Or well, what, he didn't do what, real what great it? in Detroit last year either. So that's true. Didn't he have like his first week? He came out and balled or something like his first week or two last year. It was like, good grief, what is this? And then yeah, and it kind of went fell downhill. Off. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so all right, another team, big defensive team here, Tyler. The Rams. Are you buying stock? Selling stock? Or are you holding your stock in the, was it Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams, the Vegas Rams? Where, where, where are they now? I, Los I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> what, what are you doing with your stock in the Rams, man? Uh, I think I probably already had a bunch of stock in the Rams. So I'm just, 
I'm either holding what I had or I'm buying more. There I like I'm them. Gonna I like more. the Rams. Yeah, this team is in it for the long haul. I had my doubts at the beginning of the years, I, year I with golf. I don't think they're in it for the long haul. I think maybe really? one or two years. You've got okay. way too many contracts. We talked about I that see, in, the first, in the first podcast that we had. I mean, where are they getting this Monopoly money from? You got Cooks. You got Gurley. You got Sue. You got uh, Aaron Donald. You got. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on, and... And not to mention, not to mention, you know, Brockers, if that guy keeps playing at the level he's playing at, he's going to want a big contract as well. And I've got to imagine about at that point, they're going to pay him too. Yep. Well, either that or they trade him. And, and so, you know, and eventually they're going to have to pay Goff too. So right now I think they're built for about one to two years and then you know, those those funny money contracts come back into play. And so I don't think they're built for the long haul. I think they're built to win now, maybe this year and next year. And then after at that point, you know, they're going to kind of be in, in salary cap purgatory, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of one of the things coming, you know, coming back around a little bit to the Oakland Raiders. You know, if we could put together a solid season this year, you're looking at the salary cap in the offseason for Oakland plus the draft. There's a lot to look forward to in the offseason if you're a Raider fan. I hate saying that because I feel like every year we keep saying, <laughs> well, next offseason, well, next offseason. But, you know, if, if if we put together a solid season like I think we will this year, I think it's it's still going to be, you know, we've got a lot to look forward to. The Raiders, it's it's a pretty bright future. I think if you if if you ask me, but we're not getting to that yet. I'm the same with you. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna buy more stock in the Rams, man. That defense is a monster. Uh, Goff is better than what I gave him credit for at the beginning of the year. Obviously, you've got uh, Gurley back there, the C- Cup Woods and Cooks, man. Those guys, that's just a d- dynamic trio there. Uh, I'm leaving out their tight end. I, I'm totally forgetting their tight end's name, but uh, they, they've got a ton of weapons, kind of like the Chiefs on offense, and they're gonna get it. This is a this is a 14, this, this is like a, you know, 12, 13 win team, maybe more. I mean, I could I could see this Rams team being like a, a 14 and 2 kind of a thing going into the, uh, just because their division's terrible, man. I mean, we, we, we saw we saw the Seahawks on Monday night. I mean, is there any doubt that that team is, is not going to make the playoffs? So I think the Rams road to the playoffs is, is pretty good. And even to the Super Bowl, man, I, they, they got a good shot for sure. So I'm going to buy more stock of the Rams. Speaking though, I just touched on it a little bit. Chiefs. Stock, you buying, you selling, you holding. What are you doing with the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, this one's tough because we, we've we kind of hashed um, the system over there a little bit as well. When people figure out Patrick Mahomes, and they will because it happens every year, they will figure him out. The NFL will figure out how to stop him. Yeah, I don't know if they have the defense to keep everybody going. So while they're hot, I'm probably just going to sell my stock and get out. There you go. There you go. You know what? Gosh, that, that's a tough one because like we alluded to earlier, we talked about this dead last in defense. The Chiefs are. The Chiefs are dead last in, in total defense in the NFL. And that just, man, if history tells us anything, that doesn't make it. You don't make it far, you know, into the into the postseason. Uh, and, and Mahomes is the is the you know the cornerstone of that offense if you figure out a way to knock that cornerstone out there the rest of that thing crumbles and so somebody's gonna figure it out I'm gonna just hold my stock in the Chiefs because I'm still yet to see somebody you know hold figure it out now we're only two weeks in but boy they looked good against the Steelers I mean they came out smashed the Chargers in the mouth week one 
I think they've got an easy matchup this week. Uh, we'll touch on it against the 49ers. Um, so I'm going to hold my stock in the Chiefs. I'm neither buying nor selling because kind of like what you said there, it's uh, I'm still waiting kind of for the other other shoe to fall, or I think that's how they say that. Is it other shoe, other shoe to drop, something like that. And I'm just I've got a feeling that's going to happen. Our last team on this list though. And this one's tough as well. The Cincinnati Bengals. Are you buying stock? Are you selling stock? Are you going to hold your stock in the Cincinnati Bengals? My brother's going to be ticked about this segment because he's a big Bengals fan. Um, man, I honestly, I don't know much about them. I know Joe Mixon is out this week. He had a something done on his knee, arthroscopic something or other. So he's out a few yeah. weeks. Um I know everybody's hot on Giovanni Bernard as a pickup this week because uh, for fantasy football, but man, I mean, what do you do with the Bengals? They're like commitment to mediocrity. That's what exactly. They're... So, sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to their stock because they'll probably be mediocre, and if mediocre gets you to the playoffs this year, then so be it. There you go. You know, one of the things we saw last week, apparently, uh. And I didn't watch the game, but when they played the Ravens, apparently the Ravens had a a not so good cover a corner covering a green, and that's not going to happen week in and week out. I mean, and I feel like this happens with the Bengals every year. You know that Dalton Green connection is fired up for about the first four or five weeks, and everybody's like, "All oh, right, you know, if you have him on your fantasy team, everybody's jacked." But and I do have him on my out. fantasy team. Thank you. There you okay Thank okay you, there you go, <laughs> and. uh uh, but I feel like they get it figured out by about week seven or eight, and then I, I feel like they kind of just they kind of just ride off into the sunset about middle of the season, and then you just don't see much more of it. And I'm, gosh, but to buy or sell, I'm not. I'm certainly not. If we know anything about Bengals, man, they they, you know, they're that eight and eight. 10 and 6 type team that you know will either barely miss the playoffs or they'll get in and lose the first week. Does Dalton have a playoff win still? I don't think he does. does no. He? I don't believe he, he still, does. The the what, what the red rifle isn't that what they call him oh, with the yeah, red the hair? Red, the red rider BB gun. That's what I call him. That's right. And you know as Boise State fans, we know him from his days back at TCU because we beat him. And the TCU Horned Frogs in a Fiesta Bowl. I think that was our second Fiesta Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think little first, Boise State. The first one was against Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah, first one. So yeah, that would have been the second one against uh, Andy Dalton and his uh, the Horned Frogs there of TCU. So just a little bit of a little bit of back history there as Boise State fans. But uh, um, you know what? You know what? I just I have no faith in the Bengals. I'm gonna sell right now. Everybody's high on them, kind of like what you've alluded to with a couple of the other teams. I'm gonna sell my stock. People are gonna buy it up. I'm gonna go ahead and sell and get out because I still just think this is a team. This is an eight and eight or a nine and seven type team. Maybe I'll eat crow later down the road, but I'm just not sold on the Bengals. So I'm gonna you go ahead like and sell my stock. Crow around here, if you haven't noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah. The unfortunate, or half a crow at the very least. Half a crow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that covers our buy and sell NFL team stock. This is going to be a weekly segment, man. I like this because we cover around the NFL. We go to some of the hot teams, the cold teams, and I just, like I said, I love, I know this is a Raider podcast, but I love being able to be well-versed in, you know, everything else that's going around, you know, going on around the NFL because a lot of these teams, man, we're going to come, we're going to play them later on in the season. So we need to kind of have tabs. We need to have an eye on them and, and, and be able to know kind of what's coming up, you know, for the rest of the season for the, as it pertains to the Oakland Raiders. 
one last segment here, man, before we get into our before we touch on uh, uh, last week's game really quickly, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But uh, you've got a little segment here that you you came up with, man. How about you? How about you tell us all about this piece here? Well, I don't know how it's exactly gonna work. It's more just it's a little segment I like to call booger bombs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how bad is Booger McFarland at announcing football games? Now, now you have to refresh my memory, man. Booger McFarland. What, what game is he appearing on? on the Monday night? On the Monday That's night crew. Right. Um, I don't even know. I, I, Jason he's Witten. Like, he's like he's a like sideline a... analyst, but he sits in like a chair above the or something like that, yeah, right? He, he he has like a GoPro on him or something, and it's just he's down at field side. He talks more than the announced. Like he talks more than Jason Witten and the guy that's supposed to talk do. And he's just always on some... He just loves, loves Khalil Mack. He loves him. He loves him oh some my Khalil gosh. Mack. That's I, right. All I freaking heard on Monday night, Bears, Seahawks, Khalil Mack, just one, you know, just himself destroying everybody. He passes the ball. He runs the ball. He stops the ball. <laughs> He intercepts the ball. He gets touchdowns with the ball. The man is just a one-man wrecking crew. And uh, I just get so, so sick of it. It Once again, you know, the first Monday night game was the Raiders and the Rams, and everything was, well, can they generate a pass rush? No, they can't because right. they don't have Khalil Mack. And then that's everything right. in the Seahawks and Bears game was, Oh, just look at the man just out there killing people and making everything right and kicking field goals and making the wind blow. It's just (laughs) making the grass. Even on the sidelines, he's got such a big impact on the game over there. Even taking sips of water He's exactly what that sideline needs. Yep, he knows exactly what the grass needs. He's like spitting on it right where it needs some nitrogen. I don't know, but the man just loves himself some some Khalil Mack. He so does. That's my booger bomb for this week is just stop it, booger. Do us all a favor and get informed about other players on the team. And, you know, I know the Bears or the Raiders don't play this week, so I'm interested to see what his what he's going to talk about on Monday night. If he doesn't have Khalil Mack, what in the heck is he going to talk about? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to bet you money that there is some way, shape, or form he's able to rope Khalil Mack into some sort of discussion when he's talking about maybe great pass rushers in the <laughs> NFL. I, I, I got to look up who's playing this Monday night because it's there's gonna, some way or somehow... I was I was listening to that game on Monday night, and oh my gosh! I mean, it was exactly how you described. I mean, the dude, I mean, has a major man crush on Khalil Mack, and and you know what? Give and, and here's one thing too. I also want to note: was Khalil Mack ever praised or mentioned this much when he was with the Oakland Raiders? I don't think he was. What, what do you think, Tyler? No. No, I, I, okay. I, I thought maybe I was the only one, but I was like, "Gosh, you know, when even when Khalil Mack was was posting up big numbers, what was it, his second year? I mean, when he got def- defensive player of the year, I mean, the, the league did not positions. talk about him. Yeah, yeah, at two positions, they weren't talking about Khalil Mack like they are now. I mean, Khalil Mack is like uh, he's he's just it's Steelers ridiculous. Steelers at Bucks this weekend, so I'm oh, sure. Oh, that's right, Steelers and Bucks. 
this is how he's gonna do it. Sorry to cut you off. Okay. I really am. No, 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 no. This no. Is how, tell this me. Is how he, this is how Booger's gonna get his Khalil Mack man crush in. It's gonna be the Raiders once upon a time traded John Gruden to the Bucks. Then John Gruden came back and traded Khalil Mack. Where is the pass rush in Oakland? That's how he's gonna do it. <laughs> Dude, I actually could see that happening. And, and, and the, like the conversation just wandering to be like, and of course we know this Buccaneer team was coached once upon a time by <laughs> none other than John Gruden. And yeah, you know, John Gruden, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder if he wants Mac back. And that's how it's going to start. Oh my you know, God. And that's the now sec- gonna- That's another dumb question that happened this week on social media. Man, my brain is just so scatterbrained. I'm sorry, listeners, but good grief. Can we just quit asking John Gruden about his trade of Khalil Mack? Can we just, for the love of everything that is holy on this earth, stop asking him about Khalil Mack and the lack of a pass rush every week? I'm so tired of it. Like, well, beat and, writers, and every- be original. Think of something new. Think of something new There's- to ask. Use your platform, like Colin Kaepernick or something. I don't care, but use your platform to ask a better question for us fans, please. Amen, amen. And, you know, one of the things, I think it was what it was is uh, because John Gruden said, you know, it's hard to find, you know, good pass rushers. They baited uh, him into that question. They asked him. Well, yeah, and you, you have to understand at this point, Gruden didn't. Gruden didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. Gruden's totally trolling these guys at this point. And if you don't understand that, then you're just ignorant. But Gruden's to- Gruden knows the game. Gruden understands what's going on here. Everybody is off on Khalil Mack and on this trade. They, I, I, I still get the sense that like, they're like, they've got this expectation that, well, maybe Gruden will go back and try to get Mack or something. I mean, that's what Can't it sounds like to me. go back and meet nigga trade. Yeah, exactly. But that's what it totally sounds like when you listen to these beat writers ask these questions. And 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 Gruden is totally just totally trolling these guys with these answers. And I think it's hilarious. You know, it's hard to find a good pass because he knows what they're going to do with that. They're going to gobble that up. So you know, props to John Gruden for just for for working these tools. And, and you know, that is another that we, we could slot that into the dumb question of the week. We can have two, and we can put Thank questions. You. For the week, but yeah, no, that was that was ridiculous. So, all right, man, I love the booger stuff. That was fantastic. I'm excited to tune in. Uh, That's uh, my this, rant this Monday for this night. Week. I'm sorry, I yeah. just had to do it. No. I'm so sick of that. It, 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 Already, it's been, it's been two weeks. I'm tired of yeah. it. Yeah, and you know what? We've still got we still got 14 weeks to go. I, 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 know. I can't believe that this is and gonna probably you next year. Yeah, but you know what? The, the good thing though is that uh, our, our old man Baker Mayfield just went. And pulled off an, an, an improbable comeback last night in Thursday night football against the Jets. So hopefully, hopefully that's going to calm down some of this Mac talk, and everybody will jump on the Mayfield train, and we'll have to hear about how he's you know the next John thank Elway you, Baker. or whatever. Yes, thank you, Baker, from all of us over here at uh, Raider Nation. All right, man, let's touch briefly back on last week's loss to the Denver Broncos. Just another gut punch of a loss. Yeah, you know, just a terrible, terrible way to end the game. A game that we had control of for you know, gosh. Uh, up until, like you said, eight seconds left in the game. Uh, really, that last drive, because we didn't have much control in that last drive of the uh, Denver Broncos. As well, we do the good, mad, and the ugly, but we're going to reverse it because we like to end on a high note. So we're going to start with the ugly, man. The ugly for you. What was the ugly from last week's loss to the Denver Broncos? All right. The ugly. Uh, another, uh, I'm just going to start this segment off 
by saying the same exact thing I did last week. Uh, two words, one name, Bruce Irvin. Who? Bruce Irvin me. gave up on the last drive, and it was very apparent on the field that he just had n- either he was gassed beyond his capacity to think, or he just gave up. And that really chapped my shorts. And I think I'll probably just leave the ugly at that. Like, he really, really? Cause... he really quite chapped my shorts. <laughs> See, now for me, I, like, I, I didn't really read too much into that because I kind of thought he was just gassed. I mean, that whole defense looked gassed, man. And that Mile High Stadium, we all know, you know, with that air there, that's tough. I, I, I guess I'm not, I didn't feel like that was as big of a deal for me personally, just because I thought this dude's been I mean, he's been giving it his all, I thought, up to that point, it felt like. I didn't see but anywhere else But it's the last game. drive of the game. Like, I know that you're, I know you're gassed, and I don't play. I'm fat old guy. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Tyler, shut up. You're, but listen, like, when you're paid that much money, and you're the captain of the defensive line, you get your butt in there, and you freaking give it everything you have. We have Leon Hall, who's 36 years old playing with sickle cell anemia and in the hospital after the game like go out there and give it your all my friend that's you know, all that i asked for yeah and, well, and that, it kind of comes yeah yeah no and i understandable but you know that kind of comes back to though you know earlier like in, in the third quarter the raiders had to take a couple of really bad timeouts you know if they had had even just one of those saved for that last drive to be able to give that defense a few minutes to catch their breath grab a drink and kind of regroup that would i mean who knows i mean it's what it could have should at this point but that was you know one of the just one of a myriad of things that just little things that really came down to oakland you know not being able to finish that game out my ugly um was uh was our fullbacks drop on fourth and one that that was just plain ugly Carr put the ball right right in the bread basket he had at least i mean three or four yards he he could have at the very least fallen forward and gotten like i said maybe three yards there was you know the i think it was the linebacker was a good two three steps behind him he he had a first down that was i think our second to the last drive uh, at the very least puts another three on the board for oakland if not closes that game out runs a lot of time off the clock if they don't you know just if they don't go get a touchdown on that drive that was my ugly you, you got to make those plays man players make those kinds of plays you know championship teams make those kinds of plays when you know when it's needed most when it counts the most you know guys like crabtree catching a ball in the corner of the end zone you know when you need to go for two and tie the game up or you know or to win the game those kinds of things you know players make plays and that's a play that you have to make car perfect bootleg Put the ball right where it needed to great be. Great play call. Yeah, I mean, yeah, great play call. You, you got to make that play. That that's just that was my ugly for this week. The bad. I'll go ahead and start this one off. The bad. Uh, it kind of goes back to the, the lack. Gosh, and it, it, we saw the same thing last year. The lack of killer instinct on Micah, this. Micah, we're Raider on the team. same exact wavelength on this. No I kidding. Had the exact same thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, the lack of killer instinct. This this Raider team. I mean, uh, uh, up at one point, nineteen to ten. You know, in the in the second half, this team had two drives on that fourth down play and on the on the on the play where we're second and four and Cook gets the false start up around about like it was like the killer. forty-five yard line or so. Both of uh, that again, it just goes back. A killer, a team, a championship team doesn't make mistakes like that. And, and, but all the while, I mean, you're nineteen to ten. Basically, one more touchdown or even two field goals throughout the course of the fourth quarter 
bur- it buries the Broncos, man. It puts them away. They've got a boot on their throat, and they just can't. You, they just can't pull the trigger, man. Even and one it's field just, goal. Yeah, one field goal. You force the you you force Denver to go an down extra, and get a touchdown. An extra point ties that game. Exactly. Which we got blocked. And exactly. You can't have that. It's just and, and and just the second half was was where really this comes in for me. That's that killer instinct we saw with Jacksonville playing the Patriots, and this is where the difference is. Jacksonville was up at one point like twenty-one to three on the Patriots. Then it was like twenty-one to ten with like two or three minutes left in the third quarter, and everybody's kind of started it was going okay. Here comes that Patriot, you know, comeback win. But no, Jacksonville kept their foot on the gas, and they ended up. I think they won. What was it like thirty-one or thirty-four to twenty-one or something like. That yeah. 31 to 17 something but but Jacksonville they didn't quit they didn't stop they didn't say you know what we're up by 11 we're up by 13 we still I know the fourth quarter's still here but you know we've got a we've got a two score lead we're feeling good I feel like the Oakland Raiders do this and we saw it a lot last year and we saw it last week it's like we're up by nine you know we're doing good it's a two score game and it's like no I mean this is where you can drop the dagger right here put this team away and let's get out of here instead it's like we coast and and we make these stupid mistakes like the like the drop pass, like the false start, like the missed extra point. And it's just we need that killer instinct, man. We need that killer instinct for not just the first and second quarter. We need it for four quarters, man. And it's just if we don't get that, if we don't get this, it's it's gonna be another long season for the Raiders. That was my bad this week. Yep, and it's the same thing with mine too. Um also I had uh Keith Smith, bless his heart. Uh I went back and watched the the quick condensed version of that game. Like I said, I okay. was busy Sunday, so I didn't get to see the whole thing live. But that wasn't his first pass of the day. He'd caught two yeah. other passes before that. And so yeah. when he dropped that, I was like, well, maybe it was just um, maybe it was just that he uh, didn't ha- hadn't caught a pass yet. And that yeah. wasn't the yeah. case. The case was he had caught a pass um and two of them and it did fine then all of a sudden he just lost concentration tried to run without the ball yeah and that and and that killed us right there yeah yeah all right so let's head on to the good let's end on a happy note my good for this week you know what the car looks fine Car that was so encouraging to see car come out and sling it around like we said had to have a historic performance really for the Oakland Raiders which it ended up being and I mean I what and like we said we, we take a few of those balls back you know the drop by Keith Smith um, and a couple of those other ones I mean it was hitting the receivers in the hands man I mean it wasn't they weren't errant throws they weren't interceptions Carr had a solid game Cooper had an excellent game you know what that's good to see because uh, you know we all a lot of people overreacted week one with Derek Carr with Amari Cooper but you know what we get that thing humming because that offense is slowly coming together. It's slowly coming together. That's why I'm not hitting the panic button yet for the Raiders. I know we're 0-2, but, I mean, this is just a, a just a small, minute fraction of the season. We've got 14 games left, man. Carr looked fantastic on Sunday. Cooper looked great. That offensive line looked solid, man. Uh, Vaughn Miller the blocked extra point. Well, yeah. Besides that, but I mean, I mean, Miller did. That that's that's a that's becoming one of those picks that a lot of people, you know, we a lot of people weren't, uh, you know, came back to Gruden and were kind of like, what kind of pick is this? You know, a lot of people were at his doorstep. 
Yeah, and you know, and I was too a bit. I thought, you know, we have, you know, there's Derwin James there. There are some other players. I mean, is this really a big need? But right now, through two weeks, man, that's looking like a really savvy pickup by by John Gruden and company there. And and I'm I, I can't be more pleased that with with Colton Miller. That dude's been solid. In fact, I think he's ranked. I think I heard this somewhere. He's ranked 25th out of like 77. Uh, tackles or something like that in the NFL. A rookie. Twenty five out of seventy three in okay, pass block efficiency. Wow, that's solid, man. You can't ask for ask. I mean, okay, yeah, it could be better than that. There are twenty four people, you know, above you than that. But I mean, man, for a rookie, that's solid. And there haven't been any plays where he's given up where it's just been like, oh, that's a killer. You know, we haven't seen anything where it's just like, oh, you know, that 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 hurt us. You know. You know, we were driving at the end of the game. Lynch cranks out a 25-yard run only to be called back because Colton Miller held somebody. You know, nothing like that. No, I mean, he's had a really solid two two weeks. And it has – It's been, look at the offense or defensive lines they're going to get. The Rams. Yeah. Yeah. The Broncos. And I mean, they, talk- these aren't scrubs, dude. These are – you know, this isn't the, the Bills and the Browns. I mean, this is solid stuff. Good for him. This is looking like a solid pick. That's another good part for – for me yeah, for the good this week. He only gave up one pressure in 36 snaps against the likes of Von Miller, uh, Chubb, and wow. uh, Shane Ray. So, I mean, yeah, looks looks like a heck of a pick. I was pissed. I won't, be ma- I won't lie. I was mad. I hated that pick, but he's given up two pressures in two games. That's stout. Yeah, that's stout, and that's that's adding some young talent to an offensive line that you know what we need to it's take advantage of right now. But it, yeah, it's not getting any younger, so that's the good with that, dude. Let's get in really quickly before we get to this game this week against the uh, Dolphins. I gotta let's give look my around. good first, what? though. Oh, I'm Just sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally skipping fast. over you. Two words, one name, Derek Carr. That's Woo-hoo. it. Good. Love it. You know, I was Love I it. know I was hard on him last week, but you know, last week he put up 86.3 passer rating, 29 of 32 for 288, which is roughly 9.9 yards of completion. So, you know, that's not that's not terrible in that dink and dunk. You know, I I was hard on him last week. I'll be the first one to admit it. I was mad, but I did think he was going to have a a bounce back game, so I'm not eating crow pie on that one. Um, yeah. And, you know, but I just want to see some consistency. That's, that's I think, where I want to see is just can we consistently get somewhere, like, where the, the bad Derek Carr leave that outlier out and just have some consistency. And I think that will help this team. So Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we need to give a shout-out. As much as I said Cooper, you know, looked good, Cook looked good. Man, Seth Roberts, man, he had some big catches, including that rifle touchdown catch there in the second half. That was a half. heck that of was, a throw and a heck of a catch. Yeah, I mean, he could have very easily, you know, lost, uh, you know, concentration on that ball with that safety flying in on him, but he didn't, man. He hauled that 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 ball in and was able to really, uh, I mean, he extended that game for the Raiders because without a touchdown there, man, you know, Denver could have easily run away with that. Denver had a lot of drop passes, you know, a lot of big plays that, uh, you know, we saw Thomas, Demarius Thomas drop you know, some yes. big passes and stuff. And Bad. honestly, dude, that, that could have been a lot worse game than what it turned out to be. And so, and that's what made it so frustrating because it felt like the Broncos were just gift wrapping this win to Oakland and Oakland just couldn't, they couldn't open the present, man. They couldn't figure out how to get to the gift. Yeah, and so the, the Broncos had to, mentality just wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to take it back. So anyhow, let's take a look around the AFC West also, really quickly. Before we move on, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, 
Also ugly, have you ever seen a double pass interference call in your years of watching football? Have you ever seen a double pass interference call? I no. never have. No. I've never seen uh, I, that before in my life. That that confounded me or confundled, confused, befuddled, See, he's still whatever. confused. He's still befuddled. I, yeah, dude, I, that was weird. I mean, that was, I, I, I don't know. You pick one and you just say, that dude shoved off. Usually is what happens. I've never seen a double pass interference call, ever. Yeah, that that was strange. But you know what? This is, These are some strange times in the NFL. I think we got to get used to this kind of stuff because you know, it's clear we still don't know what a catch is. We um, don't know when... Uh, a quarterback is sacked if you're driving your shoulder into him. We don't yeah. know if you can touch the quarterbacks anymore. It is. It's a. It's a befuddled time. Yeah, we. You know, the NFL needs to get back to roots, man. <laughs> As they say, needs to get back to roots. We need to. You know, we we need to. We need to open it back up. We need to get back to the days of old because I tell you, what, I don't think it's helping the fan base at all with all this these rules and regulations it's and not all this helping the older fans at all. Yeah, yeah, and these and the new people that are coming in to you know consume this sport, I think it's got. I think it's just super confusing, man. It's just like what, what? So I mean, you may as well strap some flags on. You know, let's say the receivers and quarterback. You can go ahead and hit the running back, but uh, quarterbacks and receivers, let's just strap flags on them and uh, and go from there. So it, it, it's weird, but that you know that's another conversation for another day. So we will. We're look having around. fun though. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, we Have tackle fun, all issues. Well, I mean, while we're here, I was gonna start launching into world peace, but I thought, well, that might be a little too far off topic since we're tackling, uh, you know, tackling issues of the day. But uh, you know, we'll leave that topic for another podcast. Uh, well, you never know. You know, we might we might tackle that here, and you know what? Have it done before lunch, and uh, figure out what else we need to figure out for the world. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> anywho, all right. Let's take a look around the AFC West. Give me some picks, man. Denver, Baltimore. I think Denver's at Baltimore. What do you see? What do you see there? Did Denver win? Do they, they keep climbing the ladder in the AFC? What What do you got there? Um, I feel I feel like we've had such a crappy sample size. It's hard. Yeah, to, that's true. It's hard to say because you have the Ravens that looked great against the Bills, mm-hmm. but it's the Bills, and yeah. then you've got the Ravens <laughs> losing to the Bengals. And it's the Bengals. So you're kind of like, well, which team is going to show up? Um, I'm I'm going to say that, that Denver probably goes in there and... Oh, man. Why do you always do this to me? Um, let's... I'm going to say Denver wins. I'm going to say, say Denver, Denver wins. wins. You know yep. what? I'm going to... So you got the Denver win. I'm going to go with the Baltimore win just for the simple fact that it's in Baltimore. Um, you know, playing in that Raven Stadium, man, that can be tough. And I'm just uh, Denver traveling cross country out to the East Coast, play, play, um, you know, play a home game against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I like Flacco. This is one of those weird games where it's going to be like nineteen to sixteen, kind of a thing. And I, I see the Ravens pulling out like a last second field goal to win the game by two or three, and Denver dropping two and one. Yeah, there you go. And and that's not just as a Raider fan. I honestly do. I think Baltimore has a bounce back win. I feel like Denver's due for a loss. I feel like the last couple of, you know, they they should have should have had it, but uh um, you know, I think I think this is one just because it is in Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Ravens. Chargers Rams, man. I just Rams. again, 
Yeah, I, I just the Rams are so stacked, and I think you ask a lot of Chargers fans around the league, they'd be hard pressed to tell you, you know, that, that they believe definitively that the Chargers can win this game. You know what? The this Chargers is the battle defense, of L.A. Isn't it? Exactly, it is. It is. It's. It's. I think it's America's game of the week too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Sunday you know, night game. Uh you might be right. Uh, I don't. I don't have it right in front of me, but I just that, that Chargers defense, man. I mean. Somebody said they gave up a garbage time touchdown, but still, man, the Bills put up 13 points on you. This was supposed to be an electric fence, as everybody was calling it in the offseason, and it hasn't been. The Bills put up 13 points on you. Um, I know you ran away with it, but again, it was against Buffalo. This this Rams team, man, they're, they're corners. I, I just think they're going to lock it down. I, I, I'm going to give Rivers at least two interceptions in this game. They're going to have a hard time. I think the Rams win this one pretty easily. I think it's like a 24-10 type game. Rams get it done against the Chargers. And again, it's it's not just being a Raider fan. I mean, I think I picked Chargers last... Well, of course, yeah, I picked Chargers last week to win. They played the Bills. But uh, the Rams, they're just... They're, 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 they are all that and a bag of chips this year. And uh, the Rams, it's whoever, I don't care who's playing them. I don't care if it's the Patriots. I'm gonna probably pick the Rams until uh, until we see some sort of exposure. Uh, you know, if they could expose something on that Rams uh, offense or defense. Last one this week: 49ers Chiefs, bro. It's Who not you the got? Sunday night game. Sorry, not it's Sunday a, night. It's not Sunday night. It's on CBS though. Uh, oh Chargers yeah, Chargers at Rams. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Sunday and, night and, game is the Lions and the Patriots. So the return. Oh, the prodigal son returns. Wow, yeah, it's it's student versus master. I'm oh, pretty sure master's going to get the I think I think the master will get the better of that better of that uh game. But 49ers, Chiefs, who you got? Mm. At the Chiefs. Um I think the Chiefs win. I yeah. I do. I think uh I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the savior everybody envisions him being. I just don't see it. So, and their defense isn't terrible, but I don't see, I don't know. I don't know that anybody's figured out Mahomes in that offense yet. So I'm going to go Chiefs until further notice. Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. It's going to be like a, I think it's going to be like a 31 to 20 type game, 34 to 20 type game. I think the Chiefs handle them pretty easily. Just too much firepower on uh, on offense. The 49ers, like you touched on, I think they're way overhyped, way overhyped in the offseason. And uh, I think the 49ers are a five or six win type team, maybe seven, maybe a seven and nine type team. But uh, the Chiefs, just too good. I know that for all their defensive woes, um, it's in the it's in the kingdom. Chiefs get it done. Which brings us to bum, ba, 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 our last game, which is the most important. We got the Oakland Raiders traveling down Miami, beach town, baby. Take on the Dolphins. You got Raiders. You got Dolphins. You and I, so far, picking Raider games are both one and one. I picked the Raiders to lose last week. You picked them to win. Previous that was week so before. close, though. Oh, you were uh. close, man. You were close, but we're one and one right now in the season. Who you got? You got, you got Dolphins. You got Raiders. And why? Are you ready for knowledge bombs? Oh my gosh, yeah. Do I need to take shelter? Yes, take shelter. Run! Okay. Uh, Raiders' last coach to win in Miami with an early start. I know you know because we talked about it prior to the show, but I wonder if Raider Nation knows. 
the last Raiders coach to win in Miami with an early start time. If you go, we have to go clear back 11 years to the era wow. of Lane Kiffin, 2007. Oh, those were some golden years, weren't they? Golden years. Oh, oh yeah. man. Love yes. me some Lane Kiffin. Love me some Lane Kiffin. Um, followed by Tom Cable, right? I believe so, yeah. Who is now our offensive line coach. Welcome back. Um, Raiders <laughs> are 1-6 since 1986 when they start early in Miami. So <laughs> the, the past says we're going to lose. Um, but let me just, let me just drop some other knowledge stuff on you. Um, Derek Carr, when using play action last, uh, I guess, I think it's this whole season. It has to be this season. Um, 11 of 13, 141 yards with a touchdown and 137.5 passer rating, which is number four in the league. Um, so that's pretty dang good. Um, and then last week, our defense improved from five pressures in the first game against the Rams to 12 pressures against, uh, the Broncos. They had six hurries, five hits and a sack. And our, the sack was by our rookie Mo Hurst. Um, congratulations, Mo. Woohoo. Yeah. And big shout out, big shout out to Mo Hurst. Um, we have the number two tight end in the league with Jared Cook. Um, he's at an 84.0 overall rating at this point. My point in going there is I watched the Jets versus the Dolphins game, um, from last Sunday. I watched the condensed version and the, the Dolphins look susceptible to me to two things. One being a tight end, another being a running back, uh, I think it was Bilal Powell had a great game against the Dolphins out of the backfield catching the ball. Oh, really? And so that was one thing that I noticed is that out of the backfield, he they just torched him. They didn't have a whole lot of successful runs. I know that uh, the Dolphins' defense is fairly uh, highly rated, aren't they? Yeah, I think they've done pretty solid, but it sounds like from what you're telling me, that sounds like their uh, linebacking core is susceptible if they're having trouble with running backs and uh, and uh, tight ends. Yeah, so I think in order for Oakland to win this week, that's going to be the name of the game. I think Richard, I think we see him get more involved again this week. Um, and I think I think we just have to keep building. Like Maybe Jordan, Jordy Nelson has a big game this week because... Cook had a big game. Cooper had a big game. Maybe it's Jordy's turn. Maybe there you go. Uh, I don't know. I, that's what I've been seeing. That's kind of what I'm I'm feeling too. But I you know I think that the the linebacking core is susceptible in Miami, and I think that we have one of the better receiving backs in the NFL. Split Richard out wide, create some mismatches, bring him out of the backfield, and then you know set up the play action pass we've got one of the better quarterbacks in the nfl when we run play action give him some time he shreds defenses he finds the open guy we saw that sunday um so you know play to his strengths i mean you can't just run play action on every pass because eventually it doesn't work right but yeah you you gotta 
play to his strengths, set up the the play action. That means you got to establish the run. The offensive line has got to establish the run and uh, pound him in the face, as Marshawn would say. Over and over and over again. Is that yep. right? I but I made it family goes, friendly. <laughs> there you go. So, so who do you got winning then, man? I don't see the Raiders going 0-3. I didn't see them going 0-2. The fan in me says that the Raiders win this week. Um, but, man, that isn't that's some stat, isn't it? 1-6 yeah. since 1986 with an early start time in Miami. I think finally yeah. we won last year. Um, in the Eastern time zone. So that was a Sunday night game, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I don't know, Micah, I'm probably biased, but I think the Raiders win. I think it's going to be like a 30, 20 game. There you go. There you go. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go with you too. For whatever reason, this team, you know, we've seen slow improvements. That was the one thing I was looking for in the Denver game. You know, it wasn't, uh, they didn't come out and it was just like, gosh, what a terrible team. Yeah, you know, we saw, they built on their week one, you know, successes and failures. They weren't able to put it all together, unfortunately, but they, they definitely took a step forward. Now, I know it was still a loss, but, and, and there's no, you know, you can't find moral victories. You know, that, that doesn't, if we had, if, if, if we can't, score for moral victories the Raiders are probably about two and two right now um but that's not how it works so um I, I just this team I'm, that's why I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet man that this the offense is coming together we knew it was going to take time you know this is a totally different system in place brand new coaches all the way across the board we can't expect this to just hit the ground running and especially against I mean these are talented teams the Broncos solid defense Rams obviously solid defense I, I, I'm with you I'm with you I think the Raiders win this game but I'm gonna go a step further I think the Raiders win this game handily I'm thinking this is like a 34 35 to like 20 type game and I think I think it's 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 like maybe the the, the Dolphins score a late touchdown to make it appear closer than it actually is I, I just i like the raiders to come in go into miami beach and just and just really put on a butt whooping and i think it's what's going to happen is it's going to kind of put the rest of the team on note or rest of the league on notice that you know what don't sleep on the raiders quite yet because the, like i said this team they're slowly putting it together it's slowly it's slowly getting there and i a couple of things i think to look for i think marshawn lynch finally puts up a big game. Uh, he's in, uh, not a big game as far as like that. You know, he's, he, I mean, he's had some massive touchdowns these last couple of weeks. Been fantastic. But I think you see Marshawn Lynch rip a 25-plus a yard runoff this week. I, th- I think it's going to happen. He's due for a big, you know, a big play like that. And I think that comes this week against the Miami Dolphins. And so I'm going to go Raiders 34 uh, I'm gonna go Dolphins twenty. I know, I know you got 30, 31, 20. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit more. I think Raiders go thirty four twenty. I think we see a more complete game from Oakland. I think in the first half, I think Oakland puts up like twenty one points in the first half. I think they get off to a hot start. They're able to put up another another ten, another thirteen points in the second half, just enough to finish off the Dolphins, break their morale, and uh, and put them away. You know, by the end of the third quarter, it's you know they're up a they're they're up a tidy sum. But I like the Raiders in this game. And like I said, I just I just don't see this team going 0-3. Well, if we talked about it a little bit, you know, during the week. There's a lo- there are a lot of ta- there's a lot of talent on this team. There are a lot of talented players. This isn't just this this team is not talented yet. 
not talented as a team yet. We have a lot of talented individuals. Just as a team, we haven't put that talent together into one machine, you know, working machine. But I think it's going to get there. And I think this week we see it start to be put together. And I think we see it come together. You know, we saw that defense last week, that sack, that interception. You know, I, last week I said Conley going to get an interception. I said Ardent Key, the sack. Well, it's about opposite. We got Mo Hurst, the other young rookie, got the sack. And then we got, you know, Melvin. He was the one who got the interception. Um, uh, so so I, I was close. I was close. I want to give, you know, I can't quite pat myself on the back yet for that. But but I, I was in the right direction. And I think this week, the Raiders get it done. I think we see Lynch with that 25-plus yard carry. I think he I think he rips off a big one this week. And uh, I think Carr, I think that Carr to Cooper, and I think we're going to see a little bit more Carr to Nelson. I think we see at least two or three big passes. I'm talking like 50-plus yard passes this week down the sidelines, you know, deep, um, uh, deep post routes type of a deal where Carr is going to open it up again. We saw what he can do. We've seen what Carr can do when he's got time in the pocket. I think that run game gets going. I think, like you mentioned earlier, it, it opens up some play, a little bit of play-action pass. It's going to open it up for Derek Carr, and I think he's just, you know, he's going to pick that secondary of the Dolphins apart. I think they get it done. My biggest concern, though, for the Raiders in this game, honestly, is Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill last week had eight carries for 44 yards, and I am a little concerned that the Raiders, you know, that, that seems to hurt Oakland whenever they go up against a quarterback that can, that can you know, boot, scoot, and boogie like that. And I think the Raiders are going to have to keep an eye on that because that could really hurt them in this game. Like I said, eight carries for 44 yards last week. And Oakland's going to have to batten down the hatches. And it can hurt them not only this game but the next game because our next game we probably have uh, Baker Mayfield who is very athletic as well. Yeah, yeah. So this will be a good test this week to see how Oakland, you know, game plans for that. I like uh, Oakland against the receivers that the um, – that the um, the Dolphins have, I think that's a solid matchup for them. But uh, I think they're able to get it done. Like I said, just they, they do just enough, you know, just enough sacks, maybe a turnover or two. They get they do just enough to get it done to allow that offense to have a few more extra drives on the field and come away with a, a much needed win uh, this week. So how nice was it to have Martavis Bryant in Denver, though? Yeah, I mean, he had some solid catches, and you know, just as he keeps building that rapport with uh, Carr, you know, the more the more reps they get in together, you know, that could be another receiver that uh, you know, if he could keep clear, stay clear of that suspension, man, that could be something that uh, you know, that he could be the start good. of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, yeah, he did. That could be a start of a beautiful friendship for Derek Carr as this season progresses. But like I said, I'm kind of with you. I don't see Oakland going 0 and 3. I think 1 and 2 with a good shot to pull even at 2 and 2 the next the following week. Uh, against the Browns and you mentioned Rashawn Melvin Um, this season 10 targets four receptions a pick and a pass defense when quarterbacks are throwing against him they have a 19.2 passer rating so wow he is shutting down that side of the field Conley isn't giving up much either so you know I don't know what happened um in Denver, I know the line was gassed. There was no pressure. Uh, if Bobby Boucher was playing, we would have won. And you know that's you know <laughs> uh, that's code that's code around these parts for another name. But Bobby Boucher, if he would have been around, we definitely would have won. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, no, I I I like where our defense is headed. We have an identity. We have two corners that have been pretty solid. Nick Nelson, we heard this week uh, John Gruden was saying that he's chomping at the bit. He's 
trying to get ready to go as well. Uh, I, he pulled up lame yesterday with a hamstring injury, so we'll we'll have to kind of keep an eye on that. But you know, the, other than the guy on the back end that I don't like very much, he actually had a good game in in Denver though. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Nelson did, but you know, I, yeah, I like where our we defense- do need to. We do need to give props to Nelson because, you know what, Nelson does get, you know, and for good reason, he earns it most of the time. You know, he, he gets ragged on quite a bit. But you know what, we do need to take a moment and say, you know, the dude had a solid game. He, had, he came up and he made and some happy big birthday tackles in today. the open field. Oh wow, cool. Well, happy birthday to the old Nelson. But like I said, yeah, you know, he you know, he most of the time he does earn the criticism that uh that he receives. But you know what? On the same side of the ball, or you know, on the on the flip side of that coin, you know what? He he had a solid game in Denver and, and there's no denying that. So, you know, props to him and uh, a good job and hopefully, you know, maybe it's something maybe it was game plan, maybe, you know, it was just it was the scheme, like I said, and, and hopefully we see some more of that, uh uh going into you know, maybe we see him finally get that interception against Tannehill this week and Marty B had a great one-handed reception in practice this week props to him I saw that (laughs) it was a nice catch holy moly he didn't have any pads on but he one-handed that ball man that was nice nice catch yeah Um, you know other than that I I just I like where defense is headed it's got an identity we have a scheme it'll come together and we may we may be a couple pieces away but you know what that's a lot closer than we have been in the past few years exactly exactly yeah like i said i'm with you man i'm not ready to hit the panic button on this team yet you know it it, it depends on how we play against miami but you know what (sighs) man if we go down to miami and we lose that game i I, uh, you might have to go ahead and hit that button oh and three start that's that's rough i mean i think it's our 11% 11% chance or 11% of the time after starting 0-2, I think, as the teams go, end up still end up making the playoffs. I mean, it's not great, but, you know, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics, as they say. So, um, uh, I'm not, because of what I saw last week against Denver and the talent that is there, I just feel like it needs to get put together. Um, I'm not ready to give up on this team yet, but it depends on that showing, man. If we go down and we just, you know, if we, if we get it taken to us, you know, if we get taken behind the woodshed by the Dolphins on Sunday, then you know what? I think it, it's time to break this thing down. It's time to start going, okay, you know, we need to start analyzing who's going to stay, who's going to go, what's, you know, what's going to happen. And, and I hate to say it, but, um, you know, that, that off season's going to look a little closer. You know, you're going to start looking at that a little bit harder. But uh, I don't, I honestly do not believe that happens this week. So, man, that was great. Do we have anything else? Yeah, any, any last little nuggets before we sign off here? Um, no, I don't really. Gosh. I mean, I, I think I, I hit most of my, uh, my, my knowledge bombs. Yeah, uh, man, we Clinton appreciate McDonald, the knowledge though, bombs. Clinton McDonald came in, had a 76.1. He was the third highest ranked defensive player first game hopefully that's a sign of good things to come i gotta say the oakland raiders for the first two games i know there were you know little little spurts here and there but uh, man that run defense has looked solid i mean it really has and and it's that's that's really encouraging to see and uh you know that's going to be something that you know if they can make they can make the dolphins one-dimensional on sunday you know make Tannehill Tannehill pass the ball yeah yeah and i i think you know the raiders you know have a good shot there so guys we appreciate you hanging out with us. Again, check us out on Facebook at Behind the Eye Patch. We're also on Twitter. Hit a follow there at Behind Eye Patch on Twitter. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud as well. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And remember, 
after the game on Sunday, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Try to keep it under a minute if you can. We'd love to play it back here and answer your questions or your concerns or just your rants. Or hopefully after this Sunday, though, we've got a lot of praises we can be singing. So, again, that number is going to be 208 208- Five five seven nine seven seven one. If you want to get on the show, we're gonna hopefully have a few voicemails to play back. And Tyler, another good week, man. I'm excited. It should be a good weekend. You know, we got no Boise State football this weekend. I'm excited to get after it though uh, on Sunday for the Oakland Raiders. Until that's until next time, guys. We appreciate you listening. Go Raiders. Just win, baby.